The Holy Gospel according to John, the 13th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Now before the festival of the Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The devil had already put it in the heart of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray him. And during supper, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he had come from God and was going to God, got up from the table, took off his outer robe, and tied a towel around himself. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was tied around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered, You do not know now what I am doing, but later you will understand. Peter said to him, You will never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, One who is bathed does not need to wash, except for the feet, but is entirely clean. And you are clean, though not all of you. For he knew who was to betray him. For this reason he said, Not all of you are clean. After he had washed their feet, had put on his robe, and had returned to the table, he said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for that is what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set you an example, that you should also do as I have done to you. Very truly, I tell you, servants are not greater than their master, nor are messengers greater than the one who sent them. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. Now the Son of Man has been glorified, and God will glorify him at once. Little children, I am with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and as I said to the Jews, so now I say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you should also love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Do you know what I have done to you? Jesus probably senses that this is the question the disciples are asking themselves or whispering to each other at the end of the ta- other end of the table. What is he doing? They must surely be astonished and even a bit scandalized by Jesus taking off his outer robe and assuming the posture and dress of a slave, bending down to wash their feet. He is their teacher and master. What in God's name is he doing taking on the menial task of washing their feet? They're the inferior students. Why is their superior, their teacher, the one they confess to be the Messiah sent from God? Why is he insisting on washing their feet? What is Jesus doing? Well, in the Gospel of John, Jesus teaches through signs, signs that he uses to reveal more and more his full identity as the Son of God. His washing of feet is this final sign, a farewell lesson to the disciples before he is taken by the soldiers and hours later, executed in shame and disgrace.
Jesus is teaching through a physical sign how the disciples are to remain in relationship with God and each other after he goes back to the Father. He is teaching them what it truly looks like to love God and others, to follow in his way and be the light that reveals Christ in the world. So we wash feet and that's being the light of the world? Not quite. Okay, so foot washing is a sign that we should act with love and serve each other. Yes and no. Yes, we should love and serve each other. But no, that's not the full lesson of the sign. That isn't all that Jesus is doing here. Do you know what I have done to you? Jesus asks. What Jesus has done is to act with love and serve disciples who he knows will betray and deny him in just a couple of hours. He washes the feet of Peter, who will deny him not once, but three times. He washes the feet of the others who will run for their lives away from him, not even looking back. According to John, only one of the disciples will show up at the cross in Jesus' most desperate hour. And Judas, well, disciple Judas, he betrays him, handing him over to those that will ridicule, condemn, torture, and even kill him. Yet Jesus even washes Judas's feet right before he goes to set his death in motion. Do you know what I have done to you? Jesus has used this sign to fully reveal who he is, the son of a God who looks at us and sees a fellow beloved child of God, instead of all the bad things we have done and are prone to do. Jesus reveals a love that isn't dependent on us or our world, but will time and time again meet us with grace upon grace. Jesus reveals that evil and sin and even the death of God's Son will not keep God from wanting to be in relationship with us and love us back to life. Jesus reveals a love that cannot be changed by our response to it. God's love is not contingent on us or anything else. It is steadfast and secure, relentlessly working to redeem and transform us and our world. Jesus knows that the disciples will respond to his love, not with love, but with betrayal, denial, and abandonment. But he loves them and teaches them anyway, trusting in the power of his love and the presence of the Holy Spirit to transform them into the light of his presence after he rises and returns to God. As Jesus says, he has set them an example of how they are to act with love, not just for those who earn it or never fail us, but towards all, trusting in the power of relationship and love to transform themselves and to transform others. The Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. has a quote that I keep close by my desk that reminds me of this final lesson of Jesus for his disciples then and for us, his disciples today. Dr. King said, Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Although none of us could fault Dr. King and the other civil rights leaders for becoming bitter and retaliating and kind for the violence and hatred that they faced, that they received from others, 
They instead refuse to let themselves be poisoned by hate and have their actions shaped by anything other than the power of love. Dr. King lived out the kind of love that transforms and makes possible what many think impossible, a glimpse of nonviolence and justice for all and the beloved community God desires for us and for our world. Out of his relationship with God, Dr. King was able to witness to a love beyond our comprehension, a love that isn't shaped by the response of others and is stronger than the powers of evil and hate in us and our world. But it doesn't take someone like Dr. King to witness to this love in our world. When we let God into our lives, letting God abide with us, that relationship, that love, that grace, it transforms us too to witness the light of Christ in our relationships with others, in our words and our actions, to witness in our very way of life to Christ. May our lives be a sign, like Jesus' foot washing, that reveals God's love, a love that shines brightly for all of us. May we reveal a love that refuses to respond in kind to evil and hatred. May we reveal a love that refuses to reflect hurt, shame, and suffering back to others. And instead, may we reveal a love that shows the world the better way of Jesus. Thanks be to God. Amen.